0: Welcome back to day number 128 of Read the Bible in a Year podcast. Today we are continuing through the book of First Samuel, and we're going to start in chapter 2, verse 22, and go through chapter 4, verse 22. So we will go on and jump right in. Now Eli was very old. He heard about everything his sons were doing to all Israel, and how they were sleeping with the women who served at the entrance of the tent of meeting. He said to them, why are you doing these things? I have heard about all of your evil actions from these people. No, my sons, the news I hear, the Lord's people spreading is not good. If one person sins against another, God can intercede for him. But if a person sins against the Lord, who can intercede for him? But they would not listen to their father, since the Lord intended to kill them. By contrast, the boy Samuel grew in stature and in favor with the Lord and with the people. A man of God came to Eli and said to him, this is what the Lord says. Didn't I reveal myself to your forefathers family when they were in Egypt and belonged to Pharaoh's palace? Out of all the tribes of Israel, I chose your house to be my priest, to offer sacrifices on my altar, to burn incense and to wear an ephod in my presence. I also gave your forefathers family all the Israelite fire offerings. Why then do all of you despise my sacrifices and offerings that I require at the place of worship? You have honored your sons more than me by making yourselves fat with the best part of all the offerings of my people of Israel. Therefore, this is the declaration of the Lord, the God of Israel. I did say that your family and your forefather's family would walk before me forever, but now this is the Lord's declaration. No longer. For those who honor me, I will honor, but those who despise me will be disgraced. Look, the days are coming when I will cut off your strength and the strength of your forefathers' house so that none in your family will reach old age. You will see distress in the place of worship in spite of all that is good in Israel, and no one in your family will ever again reach old age. A man from your family a do not cut off from the altar will bring grief and sadness to you. All your descendants will die violently. This will be the sign that will... Come to you concerning your two sons, Hophni and Phinehas. Both of them will die on the same day. Then I will raise up a faithful priest for myself. He will do whatever is in my heart and mind. I will establish a lasting dynasty for him, and he will walk before any anointed one for all time. Anyone who is left in your family will come and bow down to him for a piece of silver or a loaf of bread. He will say, please appoint me to some priestly office so I can have a piece of bread to eat. Chapter 3 The boy Samuel served the Lord in Eli's presence. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare and prophetic visions were not widespread. One day, Eli, whose eyesight was failing, was lying in his usual place. Before the lamp of God had gone out, Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the Ark of God was located. Then the Lord called Samuel and he answered, Here I am. He ran to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. I didn't call, Eli replied, Go back and lie down. So he went and he lay down. Once again, the Lord called Samuel. Samuel got up, went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. I didn't call you, my son, he replied, Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord because the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. Once again, for the third time, the Lord called Samuel. He got up, went to Eli, and said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli understood that the Lord was calling the boy. He told Samuel, Go, lie down. If he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came, stood there, and called as before, Samuel, Samuel. Samuel responded, Speak, for your servant is listening. And the Lord said to Samuel, I am about to do something in Israel that everyone who hears about will shudder. On that day, I will carry out against Eli everything I said about his family from beginning to end. I told him that I am going to judge his family forever because of the iniquity he knows about. His sons are cursing God, and he has not stopped them. Therefore, I have sworn to Eli's family. The iniquity of Eli's family will never be wiped out by either sacrifice or offering. Samuel lay down until the morning. Then he opened the doors of the Lord's house. He was afraid to tell Eli the vision, but Eli called him and said, Samuel, my son. Here I am, answered Samuel. What was the message he gave you? Eli asked, don't hide it from me. May God punish you and do so severely if you hide anything from me that he told you. So Samuel told him everything and did not hide anything from him. Eli responded, He is the Lord. Let him do what he thinks is good. Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him, and he fulfilled everything Samuel prophesied. All Israel, from Dan to Beersheba, knew that Samuel was a confirmed prophet of the Lord. The Lord continued to appear in Shiloh, because there he revealed himself to Samuel by his word. Chapter 4 and Samuel's words came true, er, came to all Israel. Israel went out to meet the Philistines in battle and camped at Ebenezer, while the Philistines camped at Aphek. The Philistines lined up in battle formation against Israel, and as the battle intensified, Israel was defeated by the Philistines, who struck down about 4,000 men on the battlefield. When the troops returned to the camp, the elders of Israel asked, Why did the Lord defeat us today before the Philistines? Let's bring the Ark of the Lord's Covenant from Shiloh. Then it will go with us and save us from our enemies. So the people sent man to Shiloh to bring back the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of Armies, who was enthroned between the cherubim. Eli's two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, were there with the Ark of the Covenant of God. When the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord entered the camp, the Israelites raised a, such a loud shout that the ground shook. The Philistines heard the sound of war, of war cry, and asked, What is this loud shout in the Hebrews' camp? When the Philistines discovered that the Ark of the Lord had entered the camp, they panicked. A god has entered their camp, they said. Woe to us! Nothing like this has happened before. Woe to us! Who will rescue us from this magnificent, from these magnificent gods? These are the gods that slaughtered the Egyptian with all kinds of plagues in the wilderness. Show some courage and be men, Philistines. Otherwise, you'll serve the Hebrews just as they serve you." Now, be men and fight. So the Philistines fought, and Israel was defeated, and each man fled to his tent. The slaughter was severe. Thirty thousand of the Israelite foot soldiers fell. The Ark of, the, of God was captured, and Eli's two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, died. <clears throat> that same day, a Benjaminite man ran from the battle and came to Shiloh. His clothes were torn, and there was dirt on his head. When he arrived there, Eli was sitting on his chair beside the road watching because he was anxious about the Ark of God. When the man entered into the city to give the report, the entire city cried out. Eli heard the outcry and asked, Why this commotion? The man quickly came and reported to Eli. At that time, Eli was 98 years old and his eyes didn't move because he couldn't see. The man said to Eli, I am the one who came from the battle. I fled from there today. What happened, my son? Eli asked. The messenger answered, Israel has fled from the Philistines, and there was a great slaughter among the people. Your two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, are both dead, and the Ark of God has been captured. When he mentioned the Ark of God, Eli fell backward off the chair by the city gate, and since he was old and heavy, his neck broke and he died. Eli had judged Israel forty years. Eli's daughter-in-law and the wife of Phineas was pregnant and about to give birth. When she heard the news about the capture of God's ark and the death of her father-in-law and her husband, she collapsed and gave birth because her labor pains came upon her. As she was dying, the woman taking care of her said, Don't be afraid, you've given birth to a son. But she did not respond or pay attention. She named the boy Ichabod, saying the glory has departed from Israel, referring to the capture of the ark of God and to the deaths of her father-in-law and her husband. The glory has departed from Israel, she said, because the ark of God has been captured. Okay, and that is all of that one. I was making sure I was in the right place. And we will pick up with chapter 5 the next time. Now we will move on, and we are continuing through the Gospel of John. We are in John chapter 5 verse 24 through 47. Truly I tell you, anyone who hears my words and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not come under judgment, but has passed from death to life. Truly I tell you, an hour is coming and is now here, when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who hear will live. For just as the Father has life in himself, so also he has granted the Son to have life in himself. And he has granted him the right to pass judgment because he is the son of man. Do not be amazed at this because the time is coming when all who are in the graves will hear his voice and come out. And those who have done good things to the resurrection of life. But those who have done wicked things to the resurrection of life of condemnation. I can do nothing on my own. I judge only as I hear and my judgment is just. Because I do not seek my own will, but the will of him who sent me. If I testify about myself, my testimony is not true. There is another who testifies about me, and I know the testimony he gives about me is true. You sent messengers to John, and he testified to truth. I don't receive human testimony, but I say, that, say things so that you may be saved. John was a burning and shining lamp, and you were willing to rejoice for a while in his light. But I have a greater testimony than John's because of the works that the Father has given me to accomplish. These very works I am testifying, or I am doing testify about me that the Father has sent me. The Father who has sent me has himself testified about me. You have not heard his voice at any time, and you haven't seen his form. You don't have his word residing in you because you don't believe the one he sent. You pour over the scriptures because you think you have eternal life in them, and yet they testify about me. But you are not willing to come to me so that you may have life. I do not accept glory from people, but I know you, that you have no love for God within you. I have come in my Father's name, and yet you don't accept me. If someone else comes in his own name, you will accept him. How can you believe since you accept glory from one another but don't seek the glory that comes from the only God. Do not think that I will accuse you. To ha- Do not think that I will accuse you. To have to the father. Your accuser is Moses. On whom you have set your hope. For if you believed Moses. You would believe me. Because he wrote about me. But if you don't believe what he wrote. How will you believe my words. And now. We'll move to psalm 106 if i can get there and we're going to read verses 1 through 12. hallelujah give thanks to the lord for he is good his faithful love endures forever who can declare the lord's mighty acts or proclaim all the praise due him how happy are those who uphold justice who practice righteousness at at all times Remember me, Lord, when you show favor to your people. Come to me with your salvation so that I may enjoy the prosperity of your chosen ones. Rejoice in the joy of your nation and boast about your heritage. Both we and our fathers have sinned. We have done wrong and we have acted wickedly. Our fathers in Egypt did not grasp the significance of your wondrous works or remember your many acts of faithful love. Instead, they rebelled by the sea, the Red Sea. Yet he saved them from... For his name's sake, to make his power known, he rebuked the Red Sea, and it dried up. He led them through the depths as through a desert. he saved them from the power of the adversary, he redeemed them from the power of the enemy. Water covered their foes, not one of them remained, and they believed in his promises and sang his praises and we'll stop there. we'll continue. It's so hard to stop right in the middle of the books. think that's one of the hardest things except for proverbs and we only read a couple verses of those a day but when you get going into the psalms and everything it's so hard to stop so if i continue i'm so sorry but we i did stop myself so we will move to proverbs chapter 14 and read verse 30 and 31 a tranquil heart is life to the body but jealousy is rottenness to the bones the one who oppresses the poor person insults his maker but the one who is kind to the needy honors him